Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joined by colleague racing president Chris Rice midweek before we uh, hop into the Roval this weekend. Chris, first off, how are you and how's the uh, the week going so far? The week is great, but I always have this question when we do Zoom. So I, I'm I'm really yeah. curious what you do. Do you look at yourself on a Zoom or do you look at me on a Zoom? Which one do you look at? Because like when I'm doing all these Zooms, <laughs> I don't know which one to look at. Like do I look at you or do I look at myself? So eventually I I don't I get scared and don't know where to look. So I look at my other computer monitor and just pretend I'm looking. So that way I'm like I'm not awkwardly staring in between like the little picture of my face up top or like you down at the bottom. Um so, if, it's weird. It's a weird question, but yeah. I wonder. It's it's a fair point. And and usually like when I have a co-host who hopefully is joining us in a few minutes. And we try to communicate with each other, like when a guest is on, like, okay, it's your turn to ask a question. It's like, now I have to look because we have to do like hand signals. So we're like sneakily being like, okay, it's your turn to ask a question now. Uh, It's very weird. I've never thought of it before until you said that. But yes, I often, I have another computer monitor to my right here uh, that like the news is is just kind of scrolling through right now. And I will look at that to kind of like readjust my eyes every once in a while. Okay. I look at myself, you know, I, I, I like, <laughs> I was telling uh Skylar, you know, the lady you worked with that, um, yeah. man, I look really old when I pick these zooms up. So I was trying to change <laughs> my camera stuff before you got on here, but no, I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Yeah, man. No, no problem. No problem at all. So you have a pretty interesting kind of your background in racing, your, your family, you got started in, you know, a couple decades ago, you started as a gas man in, in the late eighties, I believe. So I was curious, how did your family decide, you know, many years ago to, you know, get involved in racing and, you know, can you talk us through the path of being a gas man to, you know, now being a team president? Yeah. I mean, my dad, I was talking to him about this the other day. I, I went up there and took him, him and my mom to lunch and uh, he had a, I don't know, 69 Chevelle or something. And he actually, he actually uh, wrecked it. And we went down the road that he wrecked it on. And he said, I just, you know, I'm like, well, was you racing? He said, oh, yeah, I was racing. So he loved speed. My dad did. And then yeah. my uncle, my late uncle Earl was a uh, he was the driver. He didn't he wasn't a mechanic. He was a driver. My dad worked as a mechanic in his professional job. So then, uh, you know, we went to work for Jeff Burton back in. They had their own race car in the early 80s. And when I was a young kid, I think I was six or seven, uh, six when they had their own race car. And you know, I mean, I don't know much about racing them, but I would always go to the racetracks. I'd always work on them late at night with those guys. Uh, my dad let me stay up. And then my dad and uncle went to work for Jeff Burton and his late model. And then we were the 
my dad was a crew chief on Jeff Burton's first Xfinity cars, Bush cars back then. And and I was a gas man at the age of 14. I was a big guy, 300 and I don't know, some pounds and, and sure. uh, just a, just a really big guy. So I was a gas man and, and I grew up really fast, you know, 14 years old, you're hanging around a bunch of 35, 45, 50 year old guys. You gotta, you gotta grow up pretty fast. So I grew up fast. I played football in high school, but um, realized that racing was where I wanted to be. NASCAR is where I wanted to be. And so I just went to work. Um, Jeff went on to be with Sam Art. I went on to be with Elliot and Hermie Sadler. I finished my high school education, then went and got my college education along with traveling with Hermie Sadler. And uh, sure. we won the rookie of the year, his first year in Bush. And then went and crew chief Elliot Sadler for quite a while. And then he went on to uh, Diamond Ridge um, after after we won a bunch of races back in the day. And then, man, I was with Petty's for a long time. Then I was with Bill Davis for a long time. And, and I just, I learned the sport from the bottom. Up. I feel like, you know, uh, I was telling one of my managers today, we we have meetings every day. And I always heard the statement, you have meetings to have a meeting. And I understand why now. <laughs> um, it's because you have so many managers, right? Like you got to have a meeting with the manager so they can have a meeting with the people. Sure. And I started from the bottom. Um, you know, I was a shot guy, became a crew chief. Buckshot Jones gave me a big, big break back in the day. Uh, we'll always love Buckshot Jones for that. And Elliot and Hermie sadly gave me a big break back in the day. So, you know, and then Matt Collick come into my life about eight years ago, nine years ago now, actually nine years ago now. Um, and uh, we started a race team eight years ago and uh, and was fortunate enough to have people like Blake Cook behind and and make things happen. And then, you know, Ryan Truex has been through here and and Justin Haley and Daniel Hemrick and, and everybody knows AJ Allmendinger still here and been here yep. and won a lot of races. So, Started as a young kid and uh, just, man, I worked. I just kept working even when I didn't think it was going to work out. I just kept going as hard as I could and believing that the next day would be better. Um, and and I, I do a lot of, um, I try to do a lot of motivational speaking to different people and different things. And that's what I talk about believing. You got to believe that you can make it happen. And Elon football is one of the ones I do it every year and and they're playing very well this year. So Every week I send the coach believe that's all I send him is believe. So <laughs> I just kept believing and, and here we are, you know, and I think I've got a lot of um, tomatoes thrown at me, I guess this year sure. about the decision we're making, um, you know, with Daniel Hemrick going into 31 car and some different things that we're doing um, with that program. But it's, it's a bigger thing than what people see for 24, 24 is going to be a little bit different year for college racing because it's something we're working on for 24, 25, 26, 27. It's not just 24. We're not just looking at 24. So, you know, we got to work really hard in 24 to make those, those other five or six years work. So when, when you, you know, inevitably read the comments on social media or, you know, wherever, no matter how ridiculous and unfounded they may be, how do, how do you ignore that and, go, you know, to the team, to the drivers, whoever, who might be like, Hey, you know, I just saw this said about me, like, Hey, we have a plan. We know what we're doing. We're, you know, we're looking, you know, not only next year, but to the future and block all that, you know, unnecessary noise out. 
Well, it would be easy not to be on social media as president, right? Like, yep. you know, you could, I could easily <laughs> just shut it off and yeah. and say, and just do our deal because the corporate America, you, you don't have to do that. But I do it because I love race fans and I love the ones that don't like me. I, I do. I, I probably love those more than the ones that do like me. I, and it's, um, I have to think about it this way. You know, they don't know the backstory. I, uh, I was telling one of our employees just a second ago when I was, when I swept the floors and I was a shot guy, I didn't understand the moves that companies made because I didn't understand all the behind the scene things that goes on. As you build a company and Richard Childress has, has told me since day one and has been very good to me from day one, talking to me and, and helping me and, and making sure that we didn't make crazy moves. Um, you know, you make decisions for your company. You don't make decisions because of your heart. You make decisions for your company. So the people that are making those uh, comments, they don't know, man. They, they sure, don't. They're sure. sitting at home wishing. Uh, it's what I call a wish tweet or a wish Facebook message or a wish this. Um, you know, I mean, everybody wishes that we could keep every single driver their entire career. Uh, sometimes that just doesn't happen, right? Like, you you know, I would sure. love to sit here and say, Hey, Blake Cook was really, really good to me. Um, and some people would would say that that like, why not Blake Cook? Well, it's not about that. It's about how can you um, the business, the business side of it, and things like that. So, still great friends with every driver that's ever been through here. Ross Chastain, Blake, uh, Ryan Truex. Ryan Truex and I probably became better friends this year than we were when he was here. Um, <laughs> believe it or not. So. You know, I call those wish tweets and I, I, I wished I could meet those people in person. Um, yeah. And I think if they ever met me in person and shook my hand, they would probably see a different side of Chris Rice than what they see or or they do uh, say. I, I think the worst one I've ever seen is, um, you know, I always say smile. Right. Because sure. I want to smile. I say whatever I say is because of what I want for myself. If you want to look at it, it's up to you. This is we're in America. Right. You're able to, you can look at this stuff. You can, you can do what you want to do, but like, I say it for me. And if, if I can meet somebody and, and Skylar and, and my group can tell you this, I am hard on them, but at the end of it, when the conversation is over, they know it's for them. It's not about me. It's not about anybody else. But when I say smile, I want it to make an impact on somebody's life. So when they say, I bet Chris Rice is not smiling today because his driver's done X, Y, Z. You know what? They at least are watching. Dale Earnhardt said it doesn't matter if they're booing or cheering, as long as they're making noise. Those people are making noise. Fair enough. I like it. I'm going to go off topic from racing for a quick second. I was doing some research the other day, and you were talking about you know your CrossFit program and bringing in the the you know the team you know getting the team on a healthier page. And I feel like everybody who's you know big into some form of you know being at the gym, whether it's CrossFit or powerlifting or whatever, has a favorite workout like leg day or arm day or a favorite you know deadlift. So what is Chris Rice's favorite? You know, you wake up and you're going, I you know I'm pumped because it's X, Y, and Z day at CrossFit. I am proud of my my health right now. Yes, and thank yes. you for asking. I love it when people ask that. Celsius has been a big benefit for me um, to get my my fitness going. But my dad has been number one. Uh, my dad had uh, triple bypass surgery 
uh, years ago, and then he had a valve put in also. So I knew that, okay, I could have a heart disease because my dad has it, right? And I was 340 pounds and taking pills to lose weight and doing different things. And I was like, my favorite workout is doing these zone two, zone three workouts to train my heart how yep. to be healthy. And uh, I read about it a lot. And I know that I use a polar on my um, for my yep. heart rate. And, and as a heart rate goes up, how fast it goes down is how healthy your heart is. And I work really hard on that every week. I do a zone two workout. It is guaranteed I do a zone two workout every single week, whether that's riding 20,000 meters on a bike or whether that's uh, running at zone two. That might be a 15 minute mile, but that's a zone two. I do it for at sure. least 45 minutes in, in a row. Um, and that's tomorrow's workout on my day. My tomorrow. Saturday is tomorrow for me. On a Thursday okay, is a Saturday. Yeah. I try to go get my hair cut. I try to do things for around my house. And then normally I'm only at home one day a week. Normally I'm gone six days a week, whether I'm at the office or whether I'm at the racetrack. So zone two workout, riding a bike, running, rowing. I, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the row, but I, I will. And then you know what what's really impressed me lately is uh so I did that upside down pull-ups. Ooh. And and I posted yeah. those quite a bit. I don't know if you've watched them or not, but I, I have. Posted it looks painful. People love them. They absolutely love them. And so I'm working on 30 of those uh, in a row. Uh, okay. And you have to be really careful with those because your grips, right? Like you don't yeah. want to fall and stuff like that. So I do 10 at a time and I, I'm, I've, I've really enjoyed those. I've really enjoyed how much people love those and how much they're, they're very impressed by them. And actually it's come kind of kind of like easy to me because i've been strong sure. that way i've never this way i've never been real strong but this way i've been super strong so that's been fun so probably the zone two workout to make my heart stronger and more healthy yeah. uh healthier and um then the the upside down pull-ups have been cool yeah that is one thing i cannot do but uh that's probably because you i can I I, listen, can. I could get there i could get if i tried yeah. it I, I could get there i just i that's I what that. i love that's what I love about people because what you just said makes me want to go. You're right. You can't do them because you can't do them from here, but right, you actually right. can do them. You actually can go do whatever you want to do. And it's like, I never thought I'd be sitting in an office like this. This is not a fake background. I mean, that's my wife and very kids. Nice. That's yeah. when my daughter got married. Like I never thought I'd be sitting in an office like this. I have a bar in my office right there. Right. Like it's a bar to entertain people and, it's a fireplace here. Right on the corner is a shower because if I work out here, I want to take a shower. I'm a clean sure. freak. Um, we never thought so because of this. I didn't think so. But now being Matt colleague and, and doing that, I, we can do anything we want to do. I took Skylar, and I know you can't see her, right out of college. She was my, uh, well, fortunate enough, her and my daughter roomed together. And, okay. and I knew her like that. But she walked into our NASCAR team because she wanted to be in NASCAR, but she didn't know what to do. And in a couple of years, three years now, two years now, has has took AJ under her wing and literally made him appreciate her. And it because it's hard. I love AJ to death, but it is super hard with AJ <laughs> on for him to even let you in his fold. And he's let sure. let uh Skylar. So but she believed, and that's what yeah. you gotta do. You can believe that you can do the upside down pull-ups. I am going to tell my trainer that in about four and a half hours from now when I'm when I'm working out, but <laughs> I uh, I will actually I will send her this link. I know she doesn't usually listen because I don't think she knows really what racing is. But I I have tried from 
for a year at this point to get her to watch, but I will definitely get her to listen to this at least. But speaking of Mr. Almendinger and you know, his, you know, on track record speaks for itself, but is there something, you know, since you started working with him over the last couple of years that maybe you didn't expect, you know, quirky personality, something that you didn't see just from, you know, being around the track for so many years before you actually started working with him? Super easy and it's super quick. How much he loves his people. I didn't okay. expect that at all. I thought sure. it was going to be, I thought he was going to be completely, you know, hard on them and buttholes. And it's, he, he actually loves his people a lot. Like he is, he's passionate about what he does and he wants to win and he wants to do whatever it takes to win. But he, he absolutely loves his people. All right. I'm going to go back off racing here and I need to pull out my phone for this question to get it ready. So this is something we do with mostly most most guests who work in racing usually it's drivers but since you're a since you're a gym guy we're going to add a song that you want to listen to to our pit lane parlay spotify drivers playlist any song that you like we're going to add it to the playlist and the so you know what's so funny i have a couple but like everybody asks me what do you listen to when you work out well lately i've been listening to country because i have a lot of country friends and i have a lot of people but if I had to add a song to the playlist, because nobody would ever do this, it would be the Humpty Dance, right? Because that's the era I grew up in. It would literally <laughs> be the Humpty Dance, and I absolutely love it. And it's it's something that makes people smile is the Humpty Dance. I, I remember being a dude, I was massive big guy in high school, and we we would have these uh, that have these parties, and I'd go to them like because I was the life of the party. I enjoyed them. I had fun, <laughs> and the Humpty Dance would come on. I'd be sweating and. You know, doing all that, so that that's a fun song of mine. All right, I got it. It's added on there. This playlist has the most ridiculous. I say this like every time I ask somebody to add some song on there, but there is everything now from the Humpty Dance to strange rap music that I don't understand what's going on to heavy metal and everything in between. So it's it's been a fun journey that started, I think, in during during COVID at some point. But so one thing that we we talked about since this is coming out after the schedule announcement announcement I'm going to ask anyway we talked about you know before we hit record that Watkins Glen will be likely in one of the rounds of the playoffs for NASCAR in 2024 curious as your thoughts to adding you know one of the more iconic racetracks in America to the NASCAR playoff schedule Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula 1 Grand Prix I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... 
They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. You know, I, I think with us going back to stage breaks, Watkins Glen was a great choice. Um, it is a time of the year in New York up there that is yeah. absolutely beautiful. Um, forget the racing, okay? Uh, I would say Watkins Glen would probably be one of the top lists, but if somebody's never been to Watkins Glen, to at least go there, see the Finger Lakes, enjoy that little town, um, and spend some time at Watkins Glen because it is absolutely amazing in that area. To me, that's to me. I love it. Uh, I think Watkins Glen is a racetrack. They do a fantastic job with the the fans and and how the racing is. And I think the racetrack is getting to a point to where it's starting to wear out a little bit. So it's getting yep. it's fun to watch. Uh, I know this past year was not not as best the year because we didn't have stage breaks. Everybody's done the same stat strategy. You didn't have to worry about points. Throwing in, if it does, if it is in the playoffs, which we speculate that it is in the playoffs. Yeah. If if you throw in that you got to get points and you you don't need points or you're locked in or something like that, it's going to change up how the race is run for every single person. So I enjoy that uh, Ben Kennedy uh, and everybody in the group is looking at that. They're not just looking at, you know, what's good for them. They're looking at what's good for the race fan. Okay. And that's what I love because I do love race fans. I say it on everything I, I, I talk about. It. We don't have the race fans. We don't do this. Sure. So my opinion, if, if our speculation, mine and your speculation is correct and they're in the playoffs, I'm super excited about it for the race fan uh, mainly, but uh, more so that, that the, you can do a lot of different things at a road course and it gives somebody that wouldn't have a chance, a chance to win a race. Yeah. We, we went up to Watkins Glen for IMSA in the end of June. That was the first time I've been there in my life. And the town was awesome. The views were amazing. The track was super cool. I I'm excited to go back again next year for sure. I have one last question for you. I know you've got a busy day, so we'll, we'll let you get back to meetings and, and, you know, whatever workout you have later today, but there's been a I lot. I already of... did it at five o'clock this morning. Ah, see, you're, you're better than me. The, I, I like working out between about five and eight o'clock. Like I, the, the morning workouts, I can do them if I need to, but they're always oh. my worst workouts. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta get it done. So I can come in here and aggravate everybody else. Um, you know, there's been a, a lot of changes in NASCAR over the last couple of years, new car, you know, obviously kind of taking the stage breaks out of the road courses, adding them back in, obviously safety improvements, schedule improvements, the Chicago race. How do you feel about the next couple of years of NASCAR and, you know, the path that it's, you know, headed on over the last couple of years? Well, I'll say this, and this is, um, this is coming from a guy that has been in NASCAR since I, I started traveling in 1989. Yeah. This is the first time that I've seen NASCAR, and I don't remember when I was young because I don't remember that side of it, but sure. I, since the 2000s of us really adjusting and really trying to get the new fan, uh, and I think that's what we have to do. We're trying to drag a fan from Chicago to Talladega. I don't know if you know the difference between Chicago and Talladega, but it is a massive difference <laughs> from the city 
yeah. to Talladega Boulevard. I'm just sorry. It, it really is. That's what it is. So I'm super excited that Ben Kennedy decided not to drive and to get into the get into the business side of the sport and start working on getting new fans because I'm gonna I'm gonna pass away. I'm not gonna be able to travel forever. I'm not gonna be able to watch races forever. I'm not gonna go spend money at you know uh, Walmart to buy a Circle water bottle. I I'm gonna go away. But we have these young guys like yourself that absolutely love racing now. Like you you love racing and you you just told me before this you you're a digital content guy. You're the guy that does some yeah. stuff that is weird to me, right? Like I don't understand <laughs> it. That's the fan we yeah. need. That's somebody we need. You, and you know, so I, I'm I'm super excited if you can't tell. Uh I can't wait till the charter stuff comes out so everybody can and can let that be behind them and we can move on with making the sport yep. great, right? Like, and that's what we need to do. So I'm I'm excited, very proud that Matt Colleg decided to own a race team and own a couple of charters in NASCAR. Uh I look forward to not just 24, what happens for Colleg Racing in the next five, six years. Uh, it won't, it will not make much sense in 24, but when it comes out the other end, everybody will understand it. I love it. Well, listen, best of luck the rest of this year. Uh, we'll see you at the track in Daytona in February and, uh, you know, enjoy the off season or whatever break you're, you're able to take in, you know, in December and January. Same with you. And I appreciate it as always. Thank all the race fans that listen to this and, uh, until next time, make sure you're smiling. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Thank you. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.